0: It all began about 40 years ago. A Tanzanian doctor visiting the NHS came down to Portobello to St. John the Evangelist Church. This visit was the inspiration for the creation of a charity, now called the Pomoja Trust. In Swahili, Pomoja means let's go together, and it's been forging close links between schools in the two countries ever since. Retired teacher Eileen Forrest has been involved for many years, and has been to Tanzania several times. She recalls how the visit spurred a member of the congregation, Mike Knox, into action.
1: Mike went out to visit the Kilimanjaro district in Tanzania and then he went and visited Lumbeta Secondary School and he connected that with Holyrood High School where he worked. It grew from there that other primary schools where children went to Lambeth or were in the same district, then connected with St John's Primary, and then eventually more and more different primary schools. So they weren't all Catholic schools, they became non-denominational schools as well. So
0: what kind of involvement did the schools have with each other?
1: We used the British Council grant system, where teachers were able to go and visit during the school holidays, and they would then go and teach alongside their colleagues in the local schools in Tanzania. And it was reciprocal in those days, so the teachers in Tanzania were able to come back here and visit the schools, usually for a week, and then had a week of just you know engaging with life in Edinburgh and Scotland in general. The Kilimanjaro district for Mike really worked because there was Holyrood High School right next to Arthur's seat and then there was Lombetta Secondary School, which was very close to Kilimanjaro.
0: Before this interview started, you mentioned that one of the fascinating people who had come here was one of the first people from Tanzania to have climbed Mount Everest, which I think must have been a thrill for the children here.
1: Yes, it was fantastic. That was Wilfred Moshi, who lives near the town of Moshi in the Kilimanjaro district, and he is a guide still and was a guide for people going up Kilimanjaro and then he climbed Everest he was the first Tanzanian to summit Everest and so he would come here and visit the local primary schools with his Tanzanian boots and his amazing gear and had some fantastic photos, really scary photographs of when he climbed Everest.
0: (laughs) When he was here you took him to climb Ben Nevis?
1: Yeah, we climbed Ben Nevis in the mist and the the rain, there was a... It's very different, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, yes and no. There were amazing things that I found. I climbed Kilimanjaro with Wilfred, and I also climbed Ben Nevis, and there's heather on Kilimanjaro. It's about six feet high, and, but, so it's quite different in some ways, but you do go through sort of temporal zones there as well. So. And extremely cold, obviously, at the t- top of Kilimanjaro, you know, there's the glacier, which is shrinking every year but yeah so there were similarities and differences but yeah fantastic
0: going back to the collection of local schools presumably one of the things they were getting involved with was fundraising for the charity
1: initially not mike didn't want it to become us raising funds to help ...the poor Tanzanians, it was to be very much on an educational basis... ...where they had as much to give us as we could give them. And that's why when the British Council did reciprocal visits, it was excellent. But yes, we did try to obviously raise funds... ...and when technology started to come about, that was a key way in. So we did projects that were introducing technology to the, the children and the staff in Tanzania and also we did things like literacy project or environmental studies project so we would find a common thing, a common area that we wanted to study and the schools in Scotland and the schools in Tanzania would study them and share their work.
0: Over time the links had to become more formal and the Twendi Pamoja Trust was set up in 2005. The object was to further educational and cultural links between the two communities. Mike Knox was involved until he sadly died in 2020 And that was also the year when exchange visits came to an abrupt stop thanks to the pandemic.
1: It made it really, really difficult because to keep something alive, the visits were so key. For the children, there were children who came from Lumbetta Secondary School and came and studied at Holyrood and there were children from Holyrood who you will meet throughout Portobello who can tell you what a wonderful experience they had when they went and studied at Lumbeta for a week and were part of the local communities. So yes, it was a huge blow for the ability to visit the countries. Yes, with technology we can share videos and, you know, done live contacts and all of that. That's still possible, but it's not quite the same as actually having someone from Tanzania coming and being in the schools now that
0: the pandemic is hopefully behind us are there any attempts to try to revive it
1: yes the british council obviously played a key role in that you could apply for grants and so the schools who are still keeping up their relationship will be able to apply again for grants although tanzania is no longer on the scottish government list so there will be no grants coming from the scottish government to support us anymore
0: and the way you're talking about the individual schools having to apply, there isn't a sort of collective arrangement anymore?
1: No, and that's to do with lockdown and things, I think, really, in that there was always a key person at Holyrood Secondary School who was usually someone who was involved in the pastoral care of the kids and things who would bring that all together with all the other schools. And the teachers could meet much more easily. And it really is building up again, having meetings where the teachers will come after school and meet and decide and find a project that they're going to share. So yes, I think it will. I think it will start to happen again. Because there are people in schools who are still very, very enthusiastic and see the, the importance of sharing something like that.
0: Clearly this also had an impact on fundraising here in Portobello. Pomoja Fashion was already an established feature here, selling a range of high-quality clothes and accessories. It restarted its work soon after the lockdown was lifted. It opens its doors at St John's Church Hall at 9 o'clock on the first Saturday of the month, but as organiser Elizabeth McCrory explains, the real work starts well before then.
2: We have donations from Christians in the church and from the local community, so I would collect them and then I would um, check everything out, the clothes out, to make sure they're up to the standard that we want to sell. Then we would have to price them and then we would put them in stock, putting all the garments and accessories into the hall. So we also have teas and coffees and then hopefully we will sell a lot of clothes.
0: I mean, I have been in and have spoken to you and have seen the place. What I notice is you do actually have quite a lot of new material. Yeah. Where does that come from?
2: Well, we actually ask for new and nearly new clothes. And we do prefer things that have still got their tickets on because people will pay more for these. That's items that probably people buy and don't return them to the stores. So I'm lucky enough to get these. So that is the kind of stock we would like. I was
0: wondering whether, in fact, you were actually able to get things perhaps from some of the retailers themselves?
2: I have asked that. I don't want to get too involved with them because these retailers have their own charities. So it's only fair that they do that and we don't take that from them. So I have asked them in some stores, but um, they do have their own, so that is fair enough.
0: So are people occasionally buying something knowing they're going to give it to you?
2: I don't think so. <laughs> I think a lot of things are probably bought online now, and people don't want them, so they don't actually return them. So I benefit from that, which I feel that they should really return them. But that's what they do, so I'm happy to take them. How much do you actually make from the the sales? It varies. I would say now we're probably on an average about three hundred and fifty to four hundred pound a month. Bearing in mind that is only one day a month and for four hours, so that is quite a lot of money.
0: And you have regulars?
2: We do have regulars. They're very supportive, but we do like to see a lot of new faces, which we're getting in now, and that does help as well.
0: Presumably, now that people are going to the Brighton Farmers Market, they're going past you, they see the sign. Do many of them call in?
2: That is the whole reason that we have the sale that day, to encourage people to come in if they've been at the market. We get a lot of, um, well, older adults. I'd like to see younger people coming in, people that have got children because we do have a selection of children's clothes. We have a a wide selection of ladies, gents and children's clothing and accessories. Not a lot of men's clothes, but we do have a selection.
0: And for Eileen Forrest, the effort put into running the market is a vital part of the charity's work.
1: Hugely important. Unfortunately, Mike Knox died a few years ago, and so all his enthusiasm and larger-in-life work really did require for Elizabeth and her team doing the fashion, Pinmoja fashion, is key because there is still a team in Tanzania where they still go around the primary schools in the Kilimanjaro district working with teachers and with children and young people as well. There's something called the Makatana group who are young and slightly disengaged Tanzanians that come together and they work with them. And so that is their employment. So the Pinmoja fashion helps to support them and pay them, and also to run the different groups when they come to Mike's centre outside Moshe. So very key.
0: My wife, who shops there both for herself and also for presents for her sister and two nieces, tells me that the quality is indeed very high. But unlike other charity outlets, you only have four hours a month in which to make your selection.